Uh, thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> that is a, a, a very interesting podcast. More people are starting to wake up. Let me talk to you a little bit about American financing. Home buying season is uh, is here. We're in the last uh, few throws of it where it's really active. Uh, real estate conditions have looked excellent for much of the country. Equity is on the rise. Rates are low. Prices are affordable. It could be that your dream home is within reach, whether it's your first home, your next home, or your forever home. And in 10 minutes, you can start the pre-approval process. May I recommend American Financing? American Financing, I have known these people for years. They're family-owned and operated. They receive stellar ratings from customers just like you. You'll work with knowledgeable professionals who are salary-based. They're genuinely in it. For you, this is the year to start building equity and enjoying the many benefits of home ownership. Take advantage of today's real estate prices. Inventory is good. Uh, American financing are the people that I recommend. You do your own homework, you'll end up with American financing. Americanfinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. to start with uh, a twisty tale. Stick with me on this one. May seem like we're headed one direction, but you may be surprised where we end up. Guns and credit card companies in one minute. This is the Glenbeck program. Don't know if you know this or not, but when you go to buy a house, you end up with a stack of paperwork somewhere in the neighborhood of about 8,000 pages long. And uh, it's about as complex as uh, complex and as good for you as the Treaty of Versailles. Um, in the old days, people, I think, would have died before they would have uh, completed all of this paperwork. But uh, it's not like that anymore. Uh, that was the age of feudalism and uh, and now we have computers and attorneys and real estate agents that do all of that. Oh, isn't that great? Nowadays, we have real estate agents that do the majority of all of the complex stuff, but you have to have a good one. You have to know that your real estate agent is on your side and that you can trust them. So why a number of years ago, my wife and I started realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. What we did is we took the best practices that make a great real estate agent, and then we use that as our template. And so we hired a lot of agents using that as the template. Is this how you do business? Let me see your track record. Since then, thousands of them, uh, many of them coming from this audience, have joined us. We have 5,000 agents on a waiting list that we are vetting. And in case one of the other agents doesn't work out and, and starts to... Uh, not live up to his or her promise. We monitor them all the time. We have somebody else to replace them. We don't have a buttload. We have about a thousand of them across the country. We want to make sure that we are only presenting you with the best agent in your area. It's free service. All you have to do is just go to realestateagentsitrust.com and they will help line you up with the real estate agent in your area that is the best. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. So whether you're buying or selling a home, realestateagentsitrust.com.
It was September 25th, 2017. Stephen Paddock checked into a room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas. He had 10 range bags full of guns and ammunition. And six days later, he opened fire on the people on Route 91 at the Harvest Music Festival. He killed 85 people. He wounded 851 others in what is the deadliest mass shooting committed by one person in U.S. history. And then he killed himself. When police investigated, they found 23 rifles and one handgun, 14 223 caliber AR 15 type rifles, eight 308 AR 10 type rifles, one 308 caliber bolt action rifle, and one 38 caliber revolver. On the kitchen counter next to his hotel room key, there were four credit cards. Now, <clears throat> I want you to listen to Andrew Ross Sorkin. He's a he's certain that there is a correlation between uh, mass shootings and the credit cards. Listen, after Parkland, uh, the shooting in Parkland, uh, and trying to look at the role that banks and credit cards play in these things, I really decided to take a deep dive uh, into this. Uh, the, the article is called uh, "Devastating Arsenals Bought with Plastic and Nary a Red Flag." Uh, it is a New York Times investigation that looks at mass shootings, every single major mass shooting in America since Virginia Tech in 2007. And it really reveals how credit cards have become such a crucial part of the planning of these massacres in a way that I have to say I did not even appreciate myself. So, you know, he is um, becoming much more of an activist than a reporter. He wrote the article, How Banks Unwittingly Finance Mass Shootings in the New York Times. We have some problems with the article, and I'll get to those here in just a second. But let me look at his point first. He starts by pointing out that there have been 13 shootings that killed 10 or more people in the last decade. And in at least eight of them, the killers financed their attacks using credit cards. Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech in 2007. Uh, Binghamton in uh, 2009. Fort Hood, 09. Aurora, 12. San Bernardino, 2015. Orlando, 16. Sutherland Springs, 17, Las Vegas, 17. He points out that over the course of eight months before the Pulse nightclub uh, in, the, uh, in Orlando, that shooting, the shooter opened six new credit card accounts. Just 12 days before the, sh- the, the, the shooting, he spent $26,000 on a Sig Sauer uh, MCX-223 caliber rifle, a Glock 17 nine-millimeter semi-automatic pistol and several large magazines, thousands of rounds of ammunition, and a $7,500 ring for his wife that he bought on a jewelry store credit card. Before then, he had spent only $1,500 a month on average. Now, the difference is so dramatic that he panicked. According to Sorkin, uh, just two days before the shooting, frantically, he was searching Google for credit card unusual spending, Credit card reports all three bureaus, FBI, and why banks stop your purchases. Now, the shooter in Aurora, Colorado, the movie theater shooter, spent $11,000 on guns and ammunition, and that was all on a credit card. The issue has revealed a split among the banks and credit card companies. On one side, there are companies that support monitoring as a form of public safety. Following the shooting in Parkland, Florida, Citigroup adopted a new code of conduct for gun dealers and manufacturers the bank does business with. It requires retailers to impose age restrictions on gun sales. 
wouldn't have helped. CEO Michael Corbat said the policy is intended to preserve the rights of responsible gun owners like myself while relying on best sales practices to keep firearms out of the wrong hands. Now, the new policy does not restrict Citigroup customers from using the company's cards for gun purchases. Bank of America took a similar approach when they stopped giving loans to manufacturers of certain kinds of semi-automatic rifles sold to civilians. Overwhelmingly, though, the banks and credit card companies have refused to take part in any sort of monitoring. This week, the New York Times is reporting that's because of conservative pressure. Wells Fargo, the CEO there, said, I don't think it's a good idea for banks to decide what products and services Americans can buy. It shouldn't be up to me, to us. We don't decide that. It should be up to the folks following the laws and the folks making the decision. Wells Fargo CFO uh, John Shrewsbury said the best way to make progress on these issues is through political and legislative process. Visa said, we don't believe Visa should be in the position of setting restrictions on the sale of lawful goods or services, asking Visa or other payment networks to uh, arbitrate what legal goods can be purchased sets a dangerous precedent. Spokesperson from MasterCard echoed that sentiment. Privacy, privacy of people's purchasing decisions belongs to them. It's cardholder independence. Jeremy Stein, an economics professor at Harvard University, uh, University, rightly points out, if the banks decide no longer to do business with gun manufacturers, they would need to look more closely at the customer's information. And by doing so, they'd be getting into the same issues Facebook and others have had problems with. So even if banks and credit card companies agreed to start monitoring purchases, gun sales are difficult to track because they appear on statements at sporting goods, or retail shop purchases. Big box retailers like Walmart, they're not selling guns or ammunition anymore. They've been, um, they have on their receipts, uh, their code just says variety. They sell groceries, pet supplies, and, and everything else. Dick's Sporting Good imposed restrictions on their gun sales. And a former FBI counterterrorism prosecutor and staff member of the FBI 9-11 Review Commission insists this is easy to fix. They have the infrastructure already in place. All they have to do to deal with suspicious activity is use that infrastructure, just be tweaking it to consider firearm-related information. Information is the key word here. Information. Your information. Now, there are measures in place. For instance, bank have to report every time a single person makes a transaction over $10,000. That transaction could be totally legal. Banks have to report the transaction. At, 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 at over $5,000, they have to report it if they suspect suspicious activity. There are also laws that restrict gun purchases under the Gun Control Act of 1968. Firearm dealers must report if someone buys two or more handguns in the span of five business days. There's also a lot of official blowback from the idea that banks will monitor all of our purchases now, effectively compiling a list of gun owners. Last year, John Kennedy, a Republican senator from Louisiana, introduced the new red, uh, No Red or Blue Banks Act. The bill would prohibit the federal government from giving contracts to banks 
that discriminate against lawful business base solely on on social policy considerations. Even the ACLU has come out against the monitoring of the banks. Jay Stanley, senior policy analyst for ACLU. The implication of the ex, uh, of expecting the government to detect and prevent every mass shooting is believing government should play an enormously intrusive role in the American life. Which brings us back to Andrew, Andrew Ross Sorkin's New York Times article. He doesn't seem convinced by any of this. In fact, this week in the New York Times, he is taking credit for Walmart. And he said, we have just begun this fight. He prefers government stepping in and forcing these companies to start monitoring their customers. You, or at least the credit card companies, made that uh, uh, made that choice of their own uh, volition. So government doesn't have to. We just really think that they should. Here he is in an interview on PBS. So right now, legally, you decide you're going to send $10,000 anywhere. That gets reported to the government. Instantly. Instantly. Already does. So we could instantly have reported this person just stockpiled $40,000 worth of weapons and grenades. Absolutely. Okay, he makes a valid point, or at least starts to, but it's what he says next. He takes it into a strange direction here. And by the way, the credit card industry has on its own volition decided that there's certain things they don't want to finance. So if you want to buy Bitcoin, you can't. Uh, Marijuana in in many states is legal. You can't. MasterCard, interestingly, recently uh, went to a website that had some hate speech on it. Um, and said, we're no longer going to allow you to use credit card transactions using MasterCard because uh, of this hate speech. So there are companies that are taking positions, if you will, on some of these things. And the question is how that can work in relation to guns. So he starts by saying it's bad that credit card companies infringe on people's rights in other situations. You know, people purchase marijuana or punish websites for hate speech. It's bad. That should be the end of his point, full stop. But it's not. He goes on then by saying, why can't we do that in relation to guns? His article quotes a number of experts who are more or less just repeating a version of the same thing. Credit card companies should bear responsibility for mass shootings. More importantly, he just assumes that the connection does exist. But is there a connection between credit card companies and mass shootings? Or is it spurious? We're going to go there in one minute. This is such an important thing because people are just... I mean, we are starting to look at some spooky, spooky things uh, of just total monitoring. We are coming up with a, a... a social score, a social credit score like China, except we're doing it and we're volunteering for it. All right, I have an incredible deal from Tacovis that I can't wait to tell you about. And the deal is available only free to you, this audience. But before we get into the details of the, the gift purchase, I, I want to remind you why I and so many others in this audience love Tacovis cowboy boots. In a world, in a word, it's value. It's values and value. It, it, there's something about this Tacova, the Tacovas boot that just, it's 
handmade. It's quality. It's over-the-top quality at about half the price. So it's got great value to it. But it also reminds you of who you are and where you're going. It's quality, style, craftsmanship, all at half the price of traditional retail. Now about the free gift. Right now, if you go to Tacovis and you make a purchase of $150 or more, and you enter Beck at checkout, you're going to get a free hand-stitched calfskin card case in, in beautiful bourbon uh, color leather. It is $45 of, of value. You carry um, cards and cash. I do it every day. That's what my wallet is. Now, Tacovis, they don't discount any of their products because they sell them at amazing prices already, but this card case is free totally free with a $150 purchase of any of their products. Um, and that could be their jeans, their clothing, their belts, their boots, whatever it is that they're selling. $150 purchase. You get this for free. Visit tecovis.com slash Beck to find your pair. And remember to enter the promo code Beck at checkout at T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. com slash Beck. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. The one thing that makes the debate on guns really, really hard is the media. The media pushes a false and many times totally inaccurate view of guns. And they say it over and over and over again. So many people who don't know anything about guns just assumes that all of that is true. And they start to believe it. This causes a trend called the spiral of silence. The idea that... People holding views contrary to those dominant in the media are moved to keep those views to themselves for fear of rejection. They're unaware that there are plenty of like-minded people around them who also feel alienated by the predominant liberal voice of the media. The news media is extraordinarily powerful, especially when everyone is walking in lockstep like they are on guns. The voice of the media is everywhere. It can select and maintain narratives at will. It can impose values, often the values of those who are writing the stories. Now, this imposition of silence amounts to a kind of authoritarianism that that violates free speech and all of the principles of America. We don't we, we can't run behind the Second Amendment or the First Amendment now because we're talking about private companies making these decisions. So nobody's silencing your speech. It's people, just like you, silencing speech. New York Times article, as you might expect, the article subtly makes clear that uh, uh, that he is on the side, and so is the New York Times, of gun restrictions. Here's Sorkin in his, PS, uh, in his PBS interview again. He reveals that this is not a news story. This is a social justice story for him. Right after um, I started writing about this after Parkland, the good news was a number of banks actually did take a step back. Bank of America, Citigroup said, you know what, we're no longer going to finance gun manufacturers. So the next question is, do you want to finance effectively the shooters? Okay, so this is the guy who called Walmart or wrote a letter to the CEO of Walmart after the shooting and said, 
you have a, an ability to make a statement like no one else can. So he's he is a social justice warrior. He wrote in his article, after the shooting last February uh, at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, 17 students, staff members were killed. This column suggested that financial firms had an opportunity to help reduce violence by pushing for more responsible practices by the gun industry. As a result, some banks ended their relationship with gun, make, uh, gun makers and some investors pushed for manufacturers for more transparency. The bill itself, as, as a report, yet he injects his own subtle narrative there. He's celebrating the fact that an article by the New York Times resulted in policy change. So it's an op-ed. It's not an article. It's activism. It's not journalism. Why can't we get people to come clean and just admit these things? Clearly, he thinks guns are evil and banks need to stop people from buying them. Or in his words, elected officials could force the financial system to act that that could that could they could passive aggressive most telling of all the perspectives not included where are the opinions from gun rights activists and pro second amendment advocates where is a conservative where's even a conservative light where's anyone in this story that isn't just blatantly leftist there are tons of quotes like this. We need to step back and, see, and, and think about what tools we use to combat terrorism and money laundering and think about the financial rules associated with the Patriot Act. In a very real sense, I think these mass shootings are terrorism. Well, so do I. While some executives express grief and were open to discussing possible solutions, virtually none were willing to speak about them on record for fear of upsetting gun rights activists and politicians invoking the Second Amendment. Invoking the Second Amendment. Imagine that. If we said this about voting rights. Oh, yeah, they're, well, there's, they're just talking about the Constitution. Translation, everybody is scared of these gun-loving conservatives who keep supporting terrorism with their fully semi-automatic weapons and their death machines. Think of the children. Well, we are. Think of the children. I'm going to leave you with one more thought about how dangerous this kind of thinking is, and it is becoming the mainline thinking now when we come back. The Glenbeck program. Tabitha wrote in, she said, We purchased the two inch faux wood blinds for all of our windows as we moved into our new home, and we added the option for cloth tape to all of our blinds. And not only do they look fantastic, they provide all the privacy we need while not making our rooms too dark. The blinds are just perfect. Now, whether you just moved, you want to refresh the look of one room or your entire home. Blinds.com is the way you want to go. The customer experience is second to none, and you'll come away with an amazing product. Like always, every order gets free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you accidentally mismeasure or pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds at no extra charge. And now through September 10th, if you go to Blinds.com to buy more, you'll save more. Up to 35% off, plus save an extra 20 bucks at Blinds.com by using the promo code BECK. So go to Blinds.com, use the promo code BECK, save up to 35%, and get an extra 20 bucks off. 
just by using promo code BeckettBlinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. In case you missed it, big announcement this week. BlazeTV.com has added Dave Rubin. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription. So we've been watching uh, this reporter for the uh, New York Times uh, for a while, and he is uh, taking credit this week for Walmart uh, finally uh, deciding that they are going to get out of the gun business. And uh, he wrote to them beforehand. um, Basically, I think he did an open letter as well, uh, pressuring. You have the chance, you know, leadership of Walmart. And uh, he was very upset that the conservatives that are pushing the Second Amendment in Congress are telling uh, these uh, banks and credit card companies to not uh, look at, you know, your information, not to make a list of all gun buyers, uh, not to uh, stop doing business or giving loans to or financial services to gun manufacturers. And look at what's going to happen. If you are if you're watching us on the blaze right now, I want to give you a blast from the past. How long ago was it I bought this to and brought this onto the set? Feels like it was like almost 5 years ago now. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. And if you remember right, uh this is the MakerBot Replicator 2. It was a desktop 3D printer. And if you remember right, several people on the staff when I did this, one in particular, and because I only know this because he said it to me a couple of years later, made fun of me going, this is ridiculous. This is not going to turn into what Glenn is saying. It's so far away. And what I was saying at the time was, this is the future. You're going to be able to 3D print anything. Now, if you'll see in this printer, you'll see a, a face. I don't even remember who that was was that we printed, but it's a face of somebody, and it's plastic, and it's pretty incredible, but it's still plastic. This is a is number. Let me see, twelve. I think it is uh, number fifteen. This was the fifteenth fully three D printed gun. And I just want you to listen to the sound of it. Does that not sound like a regular gun? I give this gun once in a while to uh, uh, people who are advocates and people who are also they're saying, oh, there's we got to get guns off the street. I hand them this gun. Say, can you tell me anything about this gun? People who actually know guns. Can't tell me anything. There, no. Is it what's special about? It? What's so different about it? It's three D printed. You are going to create a black market. You, you you're telling me this is a three D printed gun. You're selling. You're telling me that you can't three D print magazines. Of course you can. You could hand make those, let alone 3D print. And any gun that you want, you can now 3D print. And there's a report, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal, that said uh, they now believe the gun that was purchased for the most recent shooting was not as initially reported. 
but instead was a was a gun illegally built by someone not yeah it was a, not a private it, it was not a normal private sale correct. or a gun show type of thing it was a a person who built the gun illegally and then sold it to this guy with the mental issues just so you know you, you can you can fairly easily i don't mean like it you could do it today but you could take the time and learn how to make weapons you can make guns People just don't do it because it's illegal. Yeah, just but, like you can cook steak, but you can also go to a restaurant and they'll make it for you. It's a lot easier. Right. Usually tastes better. Right. 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 And it doesn't blow up in your hands. Right. <laughs> you know, it does take skill to be able to make yeah. a gun, but you can make guns and people will if there's a black market. But there's a limited skill that goes into 3D printing a gun. Uh, like now, right now, it is more difficult and it uh, would not be easy. A magazine, however... That's easy. That would not be difficult that for be for anyone who knows how to use a three three D printer to do, and the idea that you're going to be able to ban a certain size of magazine when anyone can print them at their home. I mean, I'm on Amazon right now. There are dozens of three D printers under a thousand dollars. Metal. Some of them are metal. Um, some of them are pl- plastic, more this old school style here. Um, but again, like for a magazine, you can make it out of plastic. You yes, could, you could. I mean, you could. Oh, All you yeah. need is a spring. Yeah, it's a spring. It's a you know, it's just something that's feeding bullets into mm-hmm. into a gun, uh, you know, into a chamber. Uh, it's not like a a high tech device. No, you know, it's, no. this is not. It's not meant to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you could do it, and obviously you could build it with pretty easily with metal parts. The idea that you're going to be able to ban them is completely ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous, and everyone knows it wouldn't work. The idea that some guy who wants to go murder twenty people is gonna is gonna stop because he couldn't well, quite come guy, up with a piece of metal. Here's a guy ridiculous. who is mentally disturbed, mentally disturbed, and he gets turned down legally. He can't do anything. So what does he do? This mentally disturbed guy finds another guy who's willing to go to federal prison for making a gun. And selling it on the black market. Right. I mean, think of that. That that guy was aided and bedded by somebody who was willing to go to federal prison. You need a federal license to be able to make guns. He didn't have one. You need a federal license to sell a gun that you're making. He didn't have one. This guy's going to go to federal prison for this. He was willing to risk that. So for what? To sell it to some mental, mentally uh, disturbed individual? Th- that's not somebody who's going to uh, be impressed with new laws. We must enforce the laws that we already have. And, and look, the, the laws that we already have are not sufficient to stop people from murdering each other. No. You know, we, no there's we, no there's law. There's a law will. against murder, right? Yeah. I mean, the, you think about, they always, they always say this stat, which is completely ridiculous, and we've gone over it many times, but it's like, well, there's been 230 mass shootings this year. And they, of course, to get to that number, what they don't tell you is they're, you know, highlighting all sorts of gang violence in the inner cities. Well, does anyone think people with gang violence in the inner cities are going out and buying these guns legally? I mean, watch The Wire. Do you think these people are going into gun shows to get these guns? They're not. They're all illegally purchased. These are, these are, somehow, we also ban drugs in this country. You know, there's, there's. You can't have heroin in this country either. Somehow, people are acquiring it. 
Somehow, people are manufacturing it. Somehow, people are going through the chemical process of creating crystal meth and selling it all over the place to people who don't even have a lot of money. And you think you're going to be able to step in here and ban pieces of plastic and metal with springs? I hate to go. It's just so dumb. I hate to go all, you know, Marianne Williamson on you, Mm -hmm. but there's a hole in us. There is a problem. Don't say you have thoughts and prayers for it. I hope you're not going to say I that. I do have thoughts and prayers. You're for not going to think about it. I mean, prayer is one thing. You're no. crazy sky god and your boomsticks. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we're talking about thoughts. No, I don't I've, want you thinking about this. I, Stu, I have the power of love. Oh, okay. And the power of love <laughs> will win. I mean, when, when Marianne Williamson's your most sane candidate, that is a problem for your yeah. party. Yeah, on this particular issue. I mean, I think she, you know, thinks <laughs> we should scoop them all up, too. But on this issue, she keeps saying, no one is talking about the whole in our society. Yeah. And that's true. Look, the guns are not a new thing. These weapons, these, these weapons of war... They were used as hunting rifles in the 1950s. Then the government said, hey, we would like the license to be able to make them for Vietnam as well. And they were. But we kept selling them here. They've been around since the 1950s. What's changed? I know. It's funny. These guns have been around, right? And uh, something's, something's changed. Why do we think something's changed? What's the idea? Why do we like? Why does Beto go on TV and say, "Well, we've tried thoughts and prayers, and nothing's happened"? Why does he say that? What is it, what's, what is he getting at? Well, I mean, the the gun the, the murder rate in this country has dropped by half. So if you're putting all the the uh, of the effects of the gun violence problem on thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers are working really well, <laughs> right? So what are we talking about? We're talking about only a specific type of violence a specific type of shooting the mass i want attention shooting that's that's the only thing we're not talking about an increase in gun violence here we're not talking about that we're talking about a decrease in gun violence a massive decrease in gun violence what we're only talking about are specific types of shootings right specific attention grabbing shootings by mentally disturbed individuals almost exclusively And I don't know, maybe the entire focus on this is a big chunk of the problem. We see these things come and go with crimes where there's like a, a, I call them trend crimes. They're crimes, you know, the, the type of crime that trends among psychopaths, right? And so you go back and you can see them through recent history where there was political assassinations was a thing for a while. Mm -hmm. They'd happen less often now. They just were a thing. Serial killers were a thing for a while. There's tons of them. The media was obsessed with them. There's tons of copycats. Now we're in an era of mass public shootings, right, where the media constantly feeds this cycle. And we have an entire group of people who consider themselves Columbiners because they all worship at the altar of the two horrible people that killed people at, at Columbine. And this has become an ideology, just like serial killing was kind of an ideology and political assassination was kind of an ideology. And so we are now there. The thing that seems to have changed is how the media focuses on these people and how uh, we turn them into heroes. And and in a way, well, I mean, yeah, heroes, heroes, but also, it's heroes for a certain sect. Yeah, and I will say like what the sect that is that they are heroic to. 
are people who go around and spend their entire lives complaining that they can't be understood and no one will listen to me. Well, when they go and they do these shootings, guess what happens? Everyone listens to them, mm-hmm. and they talk about their 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 mm-hmm. complaints about the world incessantly, mm-hmm. and everyone tries to understand them. They this, get exactly what they want. This is what this is what the Joker is all about. The new movie, The Joker. Mm. Uh, the new movie is he doesn't fall into a vat of acid. This is a guy who is rejected and isolated, and then made fun of by society, and it's really a social. Uh, it's it's a it's a magnifying glass on our society and what's what's happening and on top of that we look at joker and he's an anti-hero in many ways you know he is he's the poster that you would have up in your room as a kid you where you don't necessarily have batman it wouldn't be unusual for a kid to have a poster of joker Mm -hmm. or a picture of batman when I was growing up, you wouldn't have had a picture of the Joker. You wouldn't have been following the Joker because Batman was the hero. Now we're a, now we're a society that celebrates both the villain and sometimes more so the villain. We celebrate the villain and we celebrate the hero. Well, of course, if I'm mentally unstable, I don't feel like anybody's hearing me. And I see that this guy is a hero mm-hmm. among the people that are like me. Of course, I'm going to follow that. But we don't talk about any of that. It's, of course, just the magazine that is causing all the problem. Bill O'Reilly's coming up in just a second. I want you to listen to what Tim has to say about my pillow, the purchase he and his wife made a while back. He said, I am sorry we waited so long to purchase them. They provide cool comfort as advertised. And we wake up feeling so much better rested than we can recall in some time. In fact, we're so pleased we just ordered a second set for our guest bedroom so visiting friends and relatives can enjoy the same peaceful and restful sleep that we've discovered with my pillow. Same with me. I have my pillow, and you don't fluff it uh, all night long. You don't, um, you know, have to turn it all the time because it's hot. It is a really great pillow, and you will sleep better. Try now the new radio listener specials. I want you to go to MyPillow.com. They have new radio listener specials. If you enter the promo code back, you're going to have access to these. They have the sheets, the pillows. Everything is on sale. Everything is on sale, including the MyPillow dog bed. You want your dog to sleep as comfortably as you do? Get the uh, dog bed for nineteen ninety nine. Cats not included. All MyPillow products come... <laughs> You know, I just got a note said it's starting to sound intentional, Glenn. It's like you're not making a mistake on dissing cats. Uh, 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Even better, if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order will ship for free. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the dog bed for as low as $19.99. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now. Again, new radio listener specials and promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. Listening to Glenn Beck. So the uh, the guy who is Adolf Hitler's last living relative uh, has been convicted of pedophilia uh, for kissing a thirteen year old girl. Um, he is the 
only one or the only one claiming to uh, uh, be the the direct uh, relative of the Fuhrer uh, through Adolf Hitler's father. Um, and he said, I've you know, I've struggled my whole life. This is according to Romano Lucas Hitler. He said, I've I've struggled my whole life to find work. Um, well, uh, yeah, because your last name is Hitler. He decided not to change his name. Uh, and uh, he says he's he's gone from job to job his whole life. Nobody wants to be his friend. Nobody. Your name is Hitler, dude. Yeah. And you're a direct descendant. Oh, and by the way, in his house, he has a picture of Angela Merkel and Adolf Hitler on his wall. But he's like, that's only because he's a relative. I don't care if he's a relative or not, man. He's a mass murderer. So apparently uh, he was um, uh, he uh, there was a garage up for sale and Hitler answered the advertisement to see if he wanted to buy this garage. Turned up he didn't have interest in the garage. Only this 13-year-old girl that he, he and, you know, uh, he gave her candy and clothes and plastic flowers, offered to marry her. Dad found out that he tried to kiss her, and that was the line. He said, no more going over to his apartment. It's Hitler. What's wrong with these people? This is the Glenn Beck Program. So most of us have tens, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity in our homes, and it's a savings account. It's a retirement nest egg, or it's quick cash in an emergency. But now imagine your equity is gone, stolen by online thieves. It's called home equity theft. And the FBI says this is the fastest growing crime. In, in New York City, they're saying it's an epidemic. Thieves discovered that they can get our home titles because they're all online now, and they forge a new document and make it appear that you sold them, under a fake name, your home. Then they go out to a bank, and using your equity, they take out a loan. So you lose your equity. You no longer even own your home. And when the bank comes to collect the the money that they never paid, well, you lose everything. And it's a nasty battle. You have to protect your home. Home Title Lock puts a firewall around your home's online title and mortgage. They instantly detect any tampering and they help shut it down. Protect yourselves from this new kind of crime. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Get 60 days, risk-free days of protection. Right now, HomeTitleLock.com. Well, this week has been interesting. CNN held a seven-hour town hall with numerous Democratic presidential candidates, and, um, and they are ready to take control of your life to help save the planet. Screw the poor black children in other countries. They're going to kill them, but... They're going to control your meat eating and your straws and what cars you drive and the economy. And they will save the planet. Good thing Bill O'Reilly's on duty this week. We have him in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
So you're walking down the cluttered up, you know, mile of cubicles in your office, hearing the groans and sighs of uncomfortable people that are working on your floor. Uh, it's almost it really it, I mean, it, it's 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 like a sweatshop in there as as um, as you pass. You look and you see some poor schmuck sitting in some version of an electric chair from the green mile. You want to help these people. And you can because you're the manager. Right now, people in their offices are are putting CapEx expenses in for next year. Right now, you can relieve them from their constant suffering. You can make sure that no one is strapped to that electric chair unless you really, really want them to be. May I recommend the X chair, patented dynamic variable lumbar support. It's a great chair. It's what you need for a comfortable workday. And thanks to X chair's 30-day, no questions asked, guarantee of satisfaction, you have zero risk. Now, most companies can't make that kind of offer because most companies don't make a product that nobody ever returns. But X chair does give people in your office the experience of a comfortable workday. X chair on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call 844-4X-CHAIR. Go to xchairbeck.com right now. Use the promo code BECK. You'll receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. It's xchairbeck.com, promo code BECK. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Welcome to the program, sir. Do I have to do the rumba here? Yeah, you do. What you kind do. of music is that? That's, uh, that's Bill O'Reilly. He's here. It's uh, going to be uh, uh, zany, crazy, and there will be some dancing uh, as uh, well. I'm, I'm ready to do the Macarena whenever okay. you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bill, let's start with the, uh, the never-ending town hall meeting on CNN. Still going on? Still going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've now got uh, animated cartoon characters playing <laughs> in on what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it's a telethon over the weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, I I don't think Jerry Lewis is going to appear, but he may. So you so, you're uh, a guy who a you you're a guy who looks at the ratings. I'm dying to know what the yeah. ratings for that thing were. were. Um, this is the irony of it. They were bad, and they were outrated by the hurricane. And there's nothing really blaming the global warming, uh, blaming the hurricane on the global warming with, of course, no data or facts to back that up. It's crazy. Um, And then people are going, you know what? I I think I'll just watch the real hurricane, not you. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, did about a little bit more than a million. It's a little bit better than they usually do because, you know, they usually don't do anybody. Okay, so uh, let's do the headlines. First of all, I do believe there is warming on the planet Uh because I can read the thermometers and the temperatures that come in from around the world. I also went up to Glacier Bay in in, uh, Alaska, and I talked to the Marines biologists up there. He said they've lost half the glacier up there. I also used to play ice hockey on Long Island for two months outside during the winter on a pond that was frozen. Last winter, not one day could you do that. So the temperature is changing. Now you go into, well, can human beings do anything about it? Well, certainly we can all be cleaner. I mean, it breaks my heart because, as you know, I'm a big ocean guy, that there's so much gunk in the ocean and plastics. I can't figure out why laser technology hasn't been able to just disintegrate these plastic stuff after we use it. I don't know why that hasn't happened, but the plastic stuff is winding up in the oceans. It's awful. So, 
I'm not some guy who goes, oh, there's no global warming. This is God doing this. I'm not. All right. I do believe that the planet has been impacted by bad things from human beings. Okay. Now we have a bunch of totalitarian Stalinists, and that's exactly who they are, that are saying to the American people, unless you do what we tell you to do in every aspect of your life, the planet and the world are going to end in 10 years, 15 years, maybe 20. So you got to do what we tell you to do. And then the litany of stuff starts. And you, Beck, rightly were pithy and said they want to take all your freedoms away, freedom of choice, freedom of how you live your life, and the central government in Washington, D.C. is going to tell you exactly what you eat, where you go, how you get there, and how the jobs are doled out all under the guise of saving you from global warming. There it is. So um, do the American people connect with this, Bill? Um, I don't know whether, whether people pay attention enough to see Elizabeth Warren, a very dangerous woman. And Bernie Sanders are basically saying, they're saying we're going to take as much money as we can from every American worker and give it to other people because global warming impacts the minority communities the most. That's the latest. You saw that, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So this guy who wrote this book, this professor at American University, says, hey, 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 um, global warming impacts people of color because more people of color live in the southern hemisphere, and that's where global warming is worse. So if you don't fight it, you're a racist. That's the latest. Well, well, the book is out. Right. Some but, people but, actually bought it. But hold okay? so <laughs> Every time you put gas in your car, get on an airplane, you're a racist. You're a racist because that's, that's in, exacerbating global warming. So this is how insane it's gotten. Now, your question is, do most Americans know it's insane? I would say no. Because the media, the national media, particularly on television, all right, doesn't point any of this out. You can only hear it on the O'Reilly Update, on BillOReilly.com, on The Blaze, on the Glenn Beck Radio Show. That's where you're going to hear it. Not going to see it in the New York Times or hear it on NBC News. So they suppress, I love that word, suppress the real thing that's going on with the global warming. It is a power play. That's what it is. So, you know, you were saying that if you gas up your car, it's uh, racist. Bernie Sanders was talking about aborting poor children from third world countries, most likely not white. Paying you know, for I didn't the... read it that way. What? I have to I... say, I didn't read it that Bernie Sanders wants to kill minority children. What, what is he saying? I, I, this is how I read it. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, Bernie Sanders is 112 years old. So a lot of times it doesn't come out very clear. It's kind of like Biden. Um, so what I, what I heard him say, what I think he said was, if you can ram birth control down more women's throats, it's better for the Yeah, that's a very, much, uh, very much what um, um, Margaret Sanger said, too. Yes, and we know the eugenics 
of Margaret Sanger. Right. But, but here's another thing for you global warming fans out there. Um, and I understand a new, uh, a new uh, sports franchise in San Francisco is going to be called the Climate Changers. Okay, so it's going to be great out there. Shut up. Um, here's, a, here's, an, here, here's something else. So if Sanders or Warren are elected president, which they won't be, but if they were, all right, then we would have all these draconian changes to our economy and lifestyles in the pursuit of saving us from uh, destruction. Do you think that Russia is going to not use fossil fuels when its entire economy is based on oil? How about China with 1.5 billion people, all right, uh, many of whom um, are, are living from day to day. Are they going to knock out all the fossil fuels over in China? How about India? You know, are they going to do that? I don't think so. Japan. Japan still is massacring whales. We can't even get them to stop killing the whales over there. All right? <laughs> They're going to stop with the fossil fuels over there? I don't think so. Okay. So we, the United States and Sweden... All right, we're gonna we're gonna go back and live in the 19th century. All right, we're gonna have campfires. Maybe we can't even have them. Well, maybe campfires are not gonna be well. All right, and then everybody else is gonna go. Oh, look at these Americans! They destroyed their own economy. They blew up their own lifestyle. All right, they're all on horseback again. I mean, this is, this is so absurd. This is this is like a Saturday Night Live skit when it, that show used to be funny, which was like 30 years ago. Um, all right. Did I cover everything? Did I, I think you co- I think you covered everything. Uh, I, I want to take you now to the gun debate, but let me break for one minute. So we have lots of time on the other side to talk about what's happening with the gun debate and your take on Walmart and this article that we have not heard Trump speak about, but we have had from the administration, a leak in the administration on something that they are looking at and considering on how to make sure the guns don't get in the hands of bad guys. We'll come back with Bill O'Reilly, whose new book comes out uh, in just a few days. September 24th is the release. It is the United States of Trump. Uh, Great book. Read it cover to cover. Well, I read the covers. I don't know the babbling in between the covers, but the covers are great. Uh, And it comes out on the 24th of September. Listener of this show, John, used to have a contest with his wife to see who could get the more creative birthday gift. And this year, she won hands down when she got him a 23andMe Health and Ancestry kit. Now, John wasn't only surprised by the gift, but he was also surprised when he got the results back. As it turns out, John is of Eastern European descent. And all of a sudden, he has new tools to learn more about the history of his family, all the people that went before him, uh, so he could be free today. And it was all thanks to his wife and 23andMe. 23andMe can help you not only unlock your past, but it might just affect your future as well. Their reports don't diagnose any disease or describe overall likelihood of developing diseases. But 23andMe tests selected genetic variants. And if you visit 23andMe.com slash Beck, you're going to get this important test information. And you can order your health and ancestry kit. It will, it will help you through 125 different profiles, see where you've been, where you are, and where you might be headed. To better know who you are, go to 23andMe.com slash Beck. That's the number 23andMe.com slash Beck. Do it now. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. 
So this week, San Francisco has designated the NRA as a terrorist organization. You want to talk about dividing the country. That's calling half of the country uh, uh, terrorists or or financing uh, a terrorist organization. That seems a little divisive. Um, but also, we have Walmart who has decided that they are going to take a stand against guns and ammunition, something they have a right to do. But, Bill, how do you feel about it? Uh, um, the momentum in America, and Republicans need to understand this, is for more stringent regulation of heavy weapons. All right. So I don't know what Walmart does or or doesn't do, and I don't really particularly care. You pointed out they have a right to do whatever they want, and if you don't want to shop at Walmart anymore, don't. But the bigger issue for the country is that President Trump knows he's got to do something to appear to be concerned about these mass murders. Now, I'm not saying he's not concerned. But if the Republicans and Mitch McConnell in the Senate don't do anything, they're going to lose the Senate and the House next time around because the Democrats are going to run wild with this issue. So the Republicans have to back some kind of more um, focused, I think that's the best word, uh, more focused legislation on keeping these high-powered guns out of the hands of nuts. Okay, now, so wait, so hang is on. it going to work? No. Right. I think everybody understands that mass murder will always be with us. Right, and hang on just and a that second. most criminals can get guns illegally. I think everybody got that. AR, these, these, have... these weapons of war, they're called weapons of war because America first really started noticing them during Vietnam. But they were invented as a modern sporting rifle. That's what they're called, modern sporting rifles. They'd been around since the 1950s. We had them through the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and today. It's, it's, there's no difference. We have had these. There's not a problem with the gun. There's a problem with humanity. Something is okay, missing remember, in our society. Remember, there was a federal assault weapons ban. That did nothing. That did okay, nothing. But it, it was there, and it, it, it passed. Um, I think that the Republican Party... If it wants to fend off this amazingly destructive wave of far-left ideology, has to compromise in the gun area. In what way? What do we do? What do, what do well, we do without flag, violating? I think, I think is doable. Which? Um, that gives um, individual Americans a little bit more power to um, go and say, you know, Lenny over there is uh, shooting... Uh, uh, Doxhuns. Wait, 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 wait. So that's fine, except okay. the president wants to have you uh, guilty until proven innocent. You cannot no. take a gun away from somebody unless. I mean, we already have the red no, flag. You if can. you think somebody is sick, you take you go to a you go to a hospital back, and say back, back. you got to commit this person. Beck. Yes. If somebody on the streets of New York, all right is running around naked, screaming obscenities, the authorities show up and take that person to Bellevue, where they're placed under observation for a period of time. Mm -hmm. 
If the doctors examining the person then feel the person is a threat, they go to a judge, mm-hmm. and the judge writes an order mm-hmm. detaining the person. Okay, this, the so you're making my concept. point. Why do you need a red flag law? You have that. You can do no, that you now. you don't have it because this is private behavior. The red flag law would be would be spotlighting, so, not public behavior. So if I have, imagine somebody who's had an ugly divorce, okay? Say I had well, an ugly divorce. Of course, div- there's the potential for de- abuse. Uh, I mean, everybody huge knows Huge potential. That. Huge potential. But if you're a mother and you have a 20-year-old big strapping guy in the basement with 15 ARs, and this kid, this 20-year-old, and the mother knows, is, is crazy, then the mother now has a way to alert the authorities without the kid coming up and beating the hell out of the mother. You can do it under the cloak of anonymity, and the authorities are compelled then to come to the house and look at the kid or pick him up someplace else. So I'm just saying to you, I understand the downside of all of these laws, but I know the political climate in the country. And Americans want something to be done, even if that something does not work. I, I, I oh, think you know what I think. Crazy. You're, I think it's crazy, but completely right. That, I that do is, too. I do too. I, people say this all the time. It's like, well, you know, you guys only care about the NRA, and you only care about the politics of this. The politics of the gun issue suck for Republicans. I think. I mean, the easiest thing in the world is to give up all, give ground on all this stuff. It, it, it's you feel terrible defending it. You're in the middle of a tragedy trying to come up with these. Uh, you know, uh, you know, factual points when no one is, wants to think about facts. They want to think about emotion. It's it's the, it's that moment. But I mean, that is it's why an emotional issue and the Republican Party and traditional Americans and gun owners have to look at the greater good here. I, but it, I, I'm not it, giving up my constitutional rights because of emotion, Bill. I feel like I, that's the no, problem. No, but, it, but, but you don't have a constitutional right to own a certain weapon. Um, you uh, have a right shall, to, shall not be infringed. infringed. It's pretty clear. Shall not I mean, be the, infringed. The government, under the under the public safety banner, has the right to say you can't have a bazooka. We all know that. So it's just I'm not. Mm. No, we all way, accepted I wouldn't that. ban ARs. I, I, I'm not for that. Mm. Um, what I am for is if you want to buy a heavy weapon or a weapon of war, as Beck puts it, not then not you have to go through a more stringent process so that the the you're trained. The people um, are confident that you're not a loon. Uh, the check shows that you don't have four felonies on your sheet. You know, that kind of a thing. And we I think already, that's reasonable. We already have that. The only thing we, don't, we don't have, have hang on. It's a federal level. We, it's not it's on a, a federal, federal it's not a database. It, the FBI doesn't have a database of people who own weapons of war. They don't. I don't want them to have one. I, I know don't you them. don't. Right. And I don't want them. I also don't want them in my psychiatrist office. If I take Prozac, am I now going to at some point be uh, deemed no. unstable? No, your medical records would, would, be, would not be subject to scrutiny when you buy a firearm. Well, then, right then, no, look, then, how, then how are you suggesting that we know that this person is unstable or not? Because the red flag law would then put the person in some kind of observational capacity where there would be people that were talking to the person. It's not going to work. It's not a foolproof thing. I'm just telling you that if the Republicans continue to say nothing, we're not going to do anything. All right, they're going to lose the Senate. 
they lose the Senate and they lose the House and Trump, Trump loses the election, um, you know, I'm going to be looking at Swiss uh, properties because <laughs> they, these people are relentless. Talk about losing your freedom. Can you imagine if Elizabeth Warren is elected president? My God, we're not going to have any freedom at all. That's what socialism is. Because you got to look at the big picture here. And the big picture is frightening. And that's why Trump is, is meeting with Manchin, the senator from West Virginia. Trump wants to have some kind of something so he doesn't get his butt kicked. Okay, so we're going to talk about one of those somethings coming up here in just a second as we continue with Bill O'Reilly. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hi, my name is Glenn Beck, and I'm a 23-year-old Valley girl from La Jolla, California. And I've uh, just got done serving my nickel for armed robbery. And so I decided to commit more subtle crimes. And uh, I'd love to stay and talk, but I'm about to go on a spending spree of a lifetime right now. So I'll catch you later. Assuming they don't catch me later. Sadly, what you just heard is actual audio from a former criminal in La Jolla, California. And that criminal could have been me. It, that you would think, she, didn't she introduce herself as Glenn Beck? She was using my identity. Now, they're usually a little brighter than this, but LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats and keeps you informed if and when somebody out there is trying to pretend they're you and they're going to go out on a spending spree. Don't let somebody steal your information. Get LifeLock today. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but they see the threats that you might miss. Join now. Get an extra 10% off your first year by using the promo code BACK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 10% off LifeLock.com. BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Get 10 bucks off your Blaze TV subscription and go to BillOReilly.com to subscribe for O'Reilly's updates. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, every Friday on the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome, Bill, from Bill.com, BillOReilly.com. Uh, so, uh, Bill, let's, let's go here. It was released earlier this week that um, President Trump, uh, his administration, has prepared a proposal to get Apple, Google, uh, and Amazon Echo to work together to monitor people so they could have the red flag law really coming from the tech industry. He well, has, we don't want that. That's dopey. Well, he hasn't commented on it yet. but Because he's, he's too busy uh, with the Sharpie and the, and the big thing he's got. <laughs> Come on. I can't, you I can't, take, man. I can't no. take the Sharpie thing. What, 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 what is that okay. all about? Two things. Number one, would you do me a favor, and when you say you read and liked the United States of Trump, which will be out September 24th, could you not then say other stuff after that? (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm asking. That's all you're asking. I know you like the book. I know you read the book. I know, but it really hurts me to say good things to you. They want to know that, but then yeah. after you go into this big thing about oh. the, the cover, and it's I because know you're on the phone when you're and, the minute you get off the phone, I say all those nice things. But you're no, on the phone. I, I, I don't know, want you hearing it, you those know, nice things. Um, goes right the to your head. Thing is, I explain in the book mm-hmm. why Trump can't just 
walk away from the Sharpie thing. And, and this is a deficit for the president. It's going to hurt him, has hurt him. And, and he just isn't capable of doing it. Um, remind so, me. Remind me what you say in the book. Okay. He cannot accept any criticism. Period. We all know people like that. You cannot say, gee, it wasn't a good move for you to drive your car on the lawn. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? It wasn't my fault. You know, that kind of thing. All right. You can't look. All Trump said, if you go back, was, hey, the storm might hit Alabama. OK, it might hit Alabama. At that point, nobody do. All right. And then this is a big thing every day. The Sharpie, the map, the black thing, CNN throwing up on the air. Oh, God, he doesn't care about the hurricane victims. I'm, and I'm sitting there going, is this true? Are we really living in this country? All Trump had to do was say nothing. And that story would have gone away in 10 minutes. But he's incapable. If you criticize him, he can't not respond. And when he responds, it becomes that's going to hurt him. That's going to hurt him badly. It's already hurt him. Yes. It's already hurt him. And, and, you know, look, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't do that stuff in the book. I just say, here's who Donald Trump is. Here is what he does well, and here is what he doesn't do so well. And then you can read it and say, I agree or I disagree, but you're getting the truth from a guy who's known the man for 30 years. Yeah. All right, so Bill, let me go to Joe Biden and the you know ten minute Ebola virus that he had going on during the debate. Yes, uh, it's it's not unusual for people to have eye bleeds, uh, especially if you have high blood pressure, you're taking uh, blood thinners, or you're under a lot of stress. So it happens to people. But he's already had two aneurysms, and nobody. I mean, this is making Hillary Clinton look like the picture of health. Look, I mean, Joe Biden's going to have to release his medical uh, forms and uh, his he's going to have a physical and he's going to have to release it. So I'm not so worried about that. Um, What is very intriguing about uh, the vice president is that despite all of the gaffes and all of the uh, befuddlement, all right, he's still leading by a tremendous amount over the socialists. There's only three people, all right, and the debate next Thursday is probably the most important debate for Biden, all right, because if he can get through that next Thursday, he's got it locked, unless he falls apart, unless he's got, uh, the, as you put it, the Ebola virus. And, you know, if he's got something like that, then he's going to be out. But if he can get through next Thursday without getting hammered and not looking like a dunderhead, he's going to win the nomination because only Sanders and Warren – are polling at all. The rest of them are, have disappeared. Americans have said, you know, we really don't like these people, or we don't want them. They're gone, and they're not going to rise up. They're not. Now, Michelle Obama, absolutely, I'm watching that real closely, real closely. But Michelle doesn't want to go out there and go to diners in Iowa. She doesn't want to do that. So she's going to sit back, and, you know, if uh, May rolls around and there's no clear winner and Biden is isn't out in front, but is, is uh, you know, obviously incapacitated in some way, don't be surprised if you see her. Do you think this has um, anything to do anyway, with... for now, Biden's got to get through next Thursday. 
And if he does, then there's nobody going to touch him because you can't have 13 debates with these people. They say the same thing every yeah. single time. So I'm not every time. I'm not looking. Um, you know, I, I'm, I've been, been paying attention to Michelle Obama, although I do believe that is a possibility. Um, but uh, the Oprah Winfrey announcement this week that she's considering a new wellness. No, Oprah's got too many skeletons. No, 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 I mean, I, I don't no, 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 With no. any factual basis. I'm not saying that she would be. This would be a great platform. Oprah out, also talking about, you know, Michelle Obama. Oh yeah. Uh, listen, uh, that that's a very astute observation there, Beck. If you start to see Oprah Winfrey. Sorry to mention Michelle Obama in a political context. That is that red flag right there. Now, Oprah's going on the wellness tour um, in conjunction with Weight Watchers. I'm for that. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a chubby guy, so I don't really have to do that. But I like wellness. I know Stu likes wellness. I mean, we, we are wellness and welcoming. That's what we are. So, Bill, let me let me take you to New York City for a second. New York City, uh, that's they've where been. I am back. I know that's you don't have to take that's me. why I'm, I'm here. I know that's why I'm I'm taking the rest <laughs> of the audience to where you are. Um, okay. They have been trying to get. I mean, Bloomberg tried everything he could to get the streets shut down. He wants you know a walking uh, street like you know like like Paris. He 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 wants to get rid of a lot of the cars. So they put all these bikes in. Now they're saying that you have to have a license to use a bike. Because, because the bike people are running down the pedestrians in the street. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's kind of like the charging of the bulls over in Pamplona, Spain. That's what it's like. Take the bike out of the way! So it's crazy that, I mean, they, they put... The guy's trying to get you. Th- this is going right? to destroy the bike thing that they were were banking on. You have to get a license. I mean, Nobody's going to look. It's what, according to Mayor De Blasio, it's worth a few deaths. Ah, yeah, we, we lost thirty or forty people, but so oh, we don't have. It's <laughs> crazy. This city, New York City, is it, outside of San Francisco, which is which is Caracas, Venezuela. All right, New York City in the last five years has deteriorated to the point where. Nobody wants to go there who lives within a 30-mile radius. Dude, you don't, you don't want to go there. Because if you go by train and you get off at Penn Station, somebody's going to take a whiz on your shoe. All right? I mean, that's what's going on. You were living and there. You go to the officer, somebody going to the bathroom here at Penn Station. Oh, we can't do anything about it. You, um, and then you go up and you walk up to the street, and there's five guys, kamikaze guys on bikes trying to kill you. I mean, this is what New York City. You you lived there. Into your own- you, you lived there, did you not? Before um, uh, I lived there under Giuliani. Giuliani, Giuliani came okay. in and was basically a fascist. All right, he just told forty thousand NYPD arrest everybody, find a way, and they did. And then all of a sudden, crime cratered. Yeah, because if you the turnstile, if you uh, hit somebody with your elbow in the subway, whatever it may be. You were in, in the precinct. You're breaking up so badly, uh, Bill. We, we, um, and I think we lost you. No, I'm here. Okay, you're there. Okay. I'm sorry about yeah, that. That's all right. De Blasio does that when I get on the phone. Yeah, I know he does. I know he does. 
Uh, all right, Bill, thank you so much for being a part of the uh, program today. The United States of Trump is just a few days away. It's uh, how the president really sees America. It's September 24th. You can order it now. I have read it. I've read it cover to cover and all the pages in between. And I do believe it's Bill's. I do believe it's Bill's best book. And uh, it's going to be a huge bestseller and uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's actually, it, it really is. It's a page turner. Very, very uh, honest uh, and uncomfortable in parts because I don't know how the president likes you, Bill. I really don't. Because you you asked him tough questions and you also, you put a lot of stuff in there that I don't think he's going to necessarily like, but you explain it. And I think that's really important. So there it is. And I didn't say anything after Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. The United States of Trump is uh, uh, on sale now. And uh, it's uh, right, a couple weeks, right? Well, 24th, but it's on sale now. You can buy it now. You oh, just yeah. can't get delivery until the 24th. All right. One of my listeners, Hannah, wrote in about her experience with Simply Safe. Uh, she says, our, our daughter Katie moved out of the house a few months ago. She did the smart thing. She stayed with us through college. But now she's ready for that first rental house of her own. Bill, my husband, insisted on getting her set up with Simply Safe even before she moved in. We had it for years. We swore by it. And it's a comforting thing for us to know that she's in very capable hands. Simply Safe Quoting can provide you with amazing round the clock home monitoring. Now, this is for you both inside and outside, $15 a month. Imagine how much better you'd feel knowing that there's one less major thing in life that you have to worry about all the time. Simply Safe. It is the way to go. Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. If you go to simplysafebeck.com, you're going to get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. You'll have your eyes on your home 24/7 with video evidence if somebody is trying to get in. Uh, they'll call the police. It changes the police response time for about from about 43 or 47 minutes to 7 minutes. Get your free HD security camera now. The only people that provide this service is Simply Safe. SimplySafeBeck.com. That's SimplySafeBeck.com. This is the Glenbeck Program. You know, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Kevin Hart, who was in a really bad car accident. Uh, he's got a, you know, he has a souped-up Barracuda, like 1970 or 68 Barracuda. And that thing uh, went off the road, I think flipped, took the roof right off, blow, broke the glass. Uh, the driver uh, is uh, in the hospital for back problems. Uh, the driver's wife is okay. And Kevin Hart walked away from the scene. Um, but it was it, it was weird. Here's the 911 audio of the eyewitness. Uh, let me just hear this this here first. Sounds like the passenger's stuck in the car. Uh, the driver is out of the car, but uh, he looks a little hurt. Uh, I think the top of the car is crushed. How many people are stuck inside? Do you know? I think it's just one lady. Uh, the driver is out right now. They're trying to get the passenger out. Okay, so there was only there were only the two people in while this guy is describing it because Kevin Hart lived down the street and he walked home. He left the scene and walked home. Now, 
this is the 911 call from Kevin Hart's wife after he is home for a while. And listen to how calm she is and and what she's saying. It just it just doesn't make sense. Listen to this. He was in a car accident earlier tonight or what happened? Yes, earlier tonight. I don't know what happened. He's not coherent at all. Did he get treatment originally from when he was injured? Did he go to the hospital or? No. No, no, no treatment at all. We're just here, and he can't, he can't move. Is there any uh, obvious broken bones that you can tell? You see anything broken? Uh, just something on his back is pulling out on his spine. Holy cow! Now, why? Why did he walk away? And you know, there's lots of reasons uh, for this, and you know, some not good, and and. Some perfectly reasonable, I think. You know, he's maybe in shock at first, and he thinks he's okay, and he walks home, but he's not moving, he's not responding, and there's something sticking out of his spine. Uh, wow. Um, Pretty uh, relaxed handling of a moment like that. Yeah, really. Really relaxed. Yeah, that's a very strange, very strange story. Is he going to be okay? Do we know like what the outlook yeah, is? Yeah, I guess he's going to be okay. It's big they, back problems, right? Yeah, uh, but he's he's going to live and he's going to work again, and and I'm glad for all of that. Um, I like him. I think he seems like a nice, normal guy. You know, he's a guy who kind of came up with a tough upbringing and busted his butt. I think he's from Philadelphia, isn't he? I think he is. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And uh, right. you know, coming out of Philadelphia in some of those sections is not easy and uh, he's risen and he's from all accounts a really nice guy uh and except for his four tweets his jokes yeah those makes four him a tweets horrible person horrible human he, he, can you believe like, that people see, were coming after him this week he's in the yeah, hospital yeah. Well, I, and they're I, coming after him again. This it's week. unreal. Did you see the Drew Brees thing? I know you're a huge. Uh, you know exactly who Drew Brees is, obviously. Sure, uh, baseball player. Yeah, <laughs> he probably played baseball at some point in his right. life. <laughs> uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback, of course, uh, yeah. did a spot for uh, was it Focus on the Family, mm-hmm. where he he was just helping like a 20 second promo. Hey, it's bring your Bible to to school day, mm-hmm. and of course, Focus on the Family. They're an anti-gay organization. Why is Drew Brees promoting an anti-gay organization? And so all these people came out, and then Drew Brees is forced to come out and say, "Look, I don't. I'm not saying I agree with all their views, and I don't. I, I was just trying to help kids. And this is you a know, guy everybody should say. Everybody should but say help kid people. Uh, you know, Elon Omar and some of her cohorts in uh, Congress. They also support the Muslim Brotherhood, and that's an anti-gay organization. <laughs> so you want to figure out that? You go ahead, then come talk to." me elon's been tweeting about you by the way we should probably get into that at some point yeah, today yeah. elon omar anti-glenn beck tweets now <laughs> yes what a world we a live star. in star and dave R- uh, rubin next you're listening to glenn beck Well, we have Dave Rubin coming up in uh, just a minute. Yeah, and that podcast is great, by the way. You should totally uh, listen to that. Uh, sponsor this half hour is uh, Relief Factor. Uh, I actually woke up this morning. I think I slept on my shoulder wrong. And so that means I'm, I've Aww. now injured myself sleeping, uh, which is the first sign of getting old, I believe. Uh, now, luckily, it's not everyday pain. Yeah. And I know Relief Factor, like, what does it take? About two weeks or three weeks? It takes about uh, three weeks. Yeah. 
I, I felt it a little earlier, mm-hmm. uh, but I was like, you know, I was like, well, maybe it's not the relief factor because I was told by my wife I had to do it. Right. You have to take it. I'm tired of it. Take it. Try it. Okay. All right. Uh, so I tried it and uh, it, it, it worked within three weeks. It was working for me and it works for about 70% of the people and people who have really bad pain, really, really bad pain. It works. And it's non-drug. Uh, it was created by doctors, but it reduces inflammation. Call 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. Maybe we should just rub some over Joe Biden's eye. Um, <laughs> not sure. 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. Does it work on complicated sleeping injuries? Uh, no. Well, yes, with you. Okay. Yeah, but your head might disappear when you reduce inflammation. <laughs> Blaze had an exciting announcement this week that Dave Rubin is going to be joining our lineup. He still has the Rubin Report that he does on his own thing. He has an exciting new app that he's going to be launching. But he is also now part of the Blaze TV lineup, the Rubin Report. If you don't know who Dave Rubin is, uh, you need to meet him. And he's on with us next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. When you go and buy a house, you end up, you know, signing a billion pieces of paper, and it is enough to make Joe Biden's other eye bleed. Uh, and you just, you just don't want to do this by yourself, and you certainly, you know, don't want to do this without a real estate agent that you are, you know, fully uh, engaged with and trust because they drop the ball on something and you're screwed. So when you go get a real estate agent, how are you finding them? Are you finding them in an ad? Are you finding them online? Is it just the person that sold you the house? You actually should actually look for a great real estate agent, but how do you know what a good one is? That's where realestateagentsitrust.com come in. Years ago, my wife and I started this company, uh, and the name says it all. We wanted to take the best practices, something that I had learned from uh, some of the 500 best real estate agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal, I was doing work with this group, and uh, over the years, I started asking them questions like, how do I find you guys? How do I know? What are the best practices? So we decided to put this list together and say, all right, so these are the best practices. Now let's go find those real estate agents that do this and have great results. That's who we're going to turn you on to. It's a free service. If you're looking to buy or sell Right now, you call realestateagentsitrust.com. Just go online, realestateagentsitrust.com. They're going to have somebody get back to you within a few minutes, and you'll be able to buy or sell your house with real confidence. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Dave Rubin's journey from a left-leaning progressive... To a free-thinking classical liberal has been quite a journey, and we've been watching it now for years, and Dave and I have become friends, and uh, uh, I just hosted his uh, podcast this week as he came back from a month away from all media, all devices, all electronics, all news, uh, 
and uh, he's he is totally refreshed and has real perspective. We announced this week that uh, Dave is joining the Blaze TV lineup, and what we're trying to do is is make sure that we uh, we have some shelter from the storm. And we are only going to be strong if each of us are strong as individuals, so nobody's carrying the other. Uh, and we're each strong as independent uh, people and broadcasters or, or podcasters. And then we also come together under an umbrella so we can fight together as well. So Dave is keeping everything that he is before. If you're a subscriber of Dave's, uh, you still get everything you have ever had and nothing changes for you. But if you're a Blaze subscriber, blazetv.com, you uh, uh, you will now get in the lineup, the Rubin Report, and you get it uh, early, just like everybody else. Uh, and the whole archives will be moving over soon. So we have blazetv.com slash Dave, and you'll save $20 if you subscribe now and uh, become a fan of the Rubin Report on Blaze TV. Welcome, Dave Rubin. How are you? Glenn, it's good to be with you. I officially handed the hard drive over to your people to be taken to Texas and uploaded. So the deal is on. You know, I tell you, Dave, it's so funny because we announced this um, because they've been working on the contract for a while and going back and forth and with you in, you know, wherever you were, Botswana, uh, it wasn't it wasn't real easy to be able to get, uh, you know, a contract done with you. Um, and um, uh, so we did it on a handshake before we announced it. And I, I yeah. like that. I like the uh, I like the idea that two people can come together and just look each other in the eye and just say, look, I know the attorneys have a lot of work to do, but we're not going to screw you. You're not going to screw us. Let's just be cool about this. And I love that. Yeah, well. I love it, too, and, and quite literally, I mean, five seconds before we did that live stream on my channel, we knew we were getting close, but, you know, I wanted to announce it, and we knew a lot of eyeballs would be on us, and I just put my hand out, and you put your hand out, and, and I knew we would be good, and, you know, within 24 hours, the lawyers took care of all the all the little legal stuff that, you know, you and I don't want to really think about, but it's kind of funny, so I did do this, this 33 days off the grid, and the only thing that I did was every now and again, I had to jump on the phone with my lawyer to talk to, to the blaze lawyers. And I thought that's, that's really something you try to escape the grid for 33 days. And the only communication you have with the outside world is with a lawyer. I, oh. may, I may have done something slightly <laughs> wrong. Yeah, there, I think so. Know? I think so. Dave, let me ask you a question. I did Bridget Phetasy. Yeah. I did Bridget Phetasy's uh, podcast uh, last yeah. week. Um, I did Stephen Kent. He just did uh, Beltway Banthas, which is a great, I don't know if you've ever heard it. I love the way he talks about politics. No. He puts it all in with Star Wars. Uh, and, oh, then, love it, love it. and then I did yours. And everybody always starts their podcast with, look, I know a lot of my listeners are, you know, they might hate this guy, but I think you're going to be really surprised. <laughs> and I always am bashed by everybody. However, whenever I have you guys on, anybody, even on the left on my show, I rarely see people bashed. Um, I rarely know. I, I have yet to see maybe five in my career. People saying, if you have this person on, I'm no longer a subscriber of yours. There's a yeah, difference well, between this audience. Why can't we all just start to look at each other and go, hey, I don't agree with everything that Dave Rubin says or Glenn Beck says, but I'm glad everybody's talking. Sure. Well, look, if I do anything for you in the course of this partnership, hopefully it'll be that 
whatever remaining lefties are, are sane and willing to talk or, or the few liberals scattered throughout the galaxy that are willing to do that, hopefully uh, I'll get them to say, you know, you don't have to give Glenn the intro where you, <laughs> you know, you say, oh, I don't agree with everything he says or, or the rest of it, because nobody agrees no. with everybody, you know, so anyone else on, on literally anything. And, you know, you can find clips where I thought something different, you know, two years ago or four years ago. And, and, and evolving is, is really what it's all about. Is, it doesn't mean abandoning is, your beliefs. It's really great. In fact, that's what I love about you, your honesty. You were, I believe, the first person that I found that was willing to be really honest about the mistakes that you made in your life and were, were honestly doing soul searching, not for, I mean, in fact, against uh, any kind of business rule and business sense. You were honest enough to say, look, uh, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but British, uh, um, uh, Bridget Phetasy says they were factory settings in her that were just set to liberal. Yeah. Were they factory settings with you that were set to liberal? Yeah, well, I think I think those factory settings, meaning that when you grow up, if you grow up basically in the secular world, which which most of us in America mostly do, uh, that the factory settings, the the ideas that are going to be thought of as the okay ideas, the ideas that you can talk about without being labeled a racist or a bigot or the rest of it, they basically are, are ideas of the left that you know the government can kind of fix everything and we should take from some and give to the others, and you know the litany of of specific issues goes, mm-hmm. goes all the way down the line. And when I, you know, as I was, I was a progressive. I was on the Young Turks, which is a pretty far left mm-hmm. network. Um, I, I always had true liberal roots, and I come from a, a truly liberal family in the best sense of liberalism, like a JFK liberalism or Daniel Patrick Moynihan or Ed Koch liberalism, which, which you know, someone on the right might have some issues with, but usually find a conversation with people like that. Yes. Okay. Now, ironically, the three men I just mentioned, all, all once great politicians, they're all dead because there's very few of these liberals remaining, and you can see that just with who the Democrats are, are putting up now. Um, but, you know, when you when you wake up out of that and you start asking questions, it's not that the specific issues change so quickly as you will be shocked where suddenly you will find friends. And how, and more importantly, how quickly the left will purge you out. So it's interesting what you said about your audience. When you bring on a lefty, your audience is completely OK with it. But when you go on a, on a more lefty show that they have to, you know, qualify it and quantify it and warn everybody. And I find the same thing, which is actually hilarious. So when I bring on uh, someone from the right, um, you know, the lefties go completely insane. If I, you know, even when I had you on the other day, I glanced through the comments quickly, which no one in their right mind should do. And a lot of people very upset that I had Glenn back on. When I bring on someone from the left, so even just in the last, you know, two months, I've had Marianne Williamson on, I've had Andrew Yang on, I've had plenty of lefties on. Generally, I would say I would say something like 90 percent of the comments from the people on the right are basically like, you know, I, I disagree with these ideas or Marianne Williamson is a little kooky or I'm not down with UBI, universal basic income with like Andrew Yang. But it was nice to hear the conversation. Right. And that right there, that right there, that in, in essence is the divide that we have in America right now. And, and that's why I keep saying that on the on the, say, center right. Um, you know, anywhere from conservative to libertarian, uh, there is such a richness right now. And and that's the place that I'm interested in exploring. That's why I wanted to do this this partnership with you. And that's why I'm so psyched for, for the next year, which is 
obviously going to be pretty bananas. There's an yeah, election. It is. It is. Um, l- let me uh, let me talk to you about Hollywood. I was only out there for a couple of days, Dave, and I I saw a difference in almost everybody that I met with. Um, and here's the difference. People who would never, never have voted for a Republican ever and certainly never for Donald Trump from big funders of the Democratic Party, big supporters, people who are lifelong Democrats. They have all said, if it is if it is anyone besides Biden, I'm voting for Trump. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I, look, I live here in Los Angeles. It's quite a bubble. I'm, I'm happy to say uh, that you and I were able to go out in Beverly Hills and, and nobody assaulted us. Uh, actually, we got a couple smiles. That was nice. Mm-hmm. There is a shift. There is a shift. And the shift has, in a weird way, has less to do with what's happening on the right and more to do with how hysterical the left has become. Yes. And the idea, that they've, the, the idea that they've brought out Biden clearly clearly does not want to do this and may not have uh, the mental capacity or energy to, to do this at, at his age. And he, he's fumbling and bumbling through a lot of stuff. And he didn't run when Obama, you know, finished up his two terms. So that kind of makes you think he didn't really want to do this. But they they brought him out as the last vestige, the last effort to stop the Democratic Socialist movement. And that is what's coming. And guess what? They're going to drop the word Democratic pretty quick. I mean, they're holding on to that. Right now, but if you watched any of this climate change summit that they did, I mean, Holy the cow. things that they were saying, it was insane. I mean, Bernie Sanders was basically saying that unless we fund abortions in other countries in South America, uh, that that that's going to affect climate change. I mean, the policies are actually ridiculous if you if you listen to them. However, the factory settings of the way the media translates mm-hmm. all of this for you mm-hmm. the average person that, that the average person that's just out there that has a job and has a family and can only devote so much time to this they they have trouble translating what all of that means and i think the job for people like us over the next year in a world that's getting more and more fractured for your time uh it's going to be for us to be as efficient as possible in getting the most important stuff across because and I otherwise w- the more the more we get split you know, the harder it'll be to get truth out of anything. Right. And that is one reason why, Dave, we have to stand together with people who have like principles. If you believe in the Bill of Rights, you're good. You're good. I'll stand with you. If you want to overturn the Bill of Rights, then we have problems. But we we all speak different languages. We all speak to a different audience. The 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 Uber left has broken us all apart and 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 successfully made it so no one can talk to each other and if we who are of like mind on the bill of rights can't come together we're going to be we're going to be destroyed we must stand together so you you can have a you can have a movement where you can say no look i i disagree with that person over there on this this and this but they're making a very important point so we have a broader ground right now the mass media has that broad ground but we're all separated from each other we've got to link yeah. arms well you said something really interesting to me on the on the live stream a couple of days ago which you were you were telling me which te- democratic candidates had dropped out and who's staying and all that 
And uh, you mentioned that Tulsi Gabbard is no longer, she hasn't dropped out, but they're not going to have her in the debates now. And I thought you said something interesting, which was, which was that you disagree with her on almost all of her policy prescriptions, but you believe that she loves the country. And, and that is where you want to be in a pluralistic country where there's mm-hmm. over 300 million people in this country. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do not want all of the people to agree with me, even if I am right Amen. about everything. I'm pretty sure I'm, pretty sure I'm not. But, but even if I was, I would not want that because we need a healthy tension in, in a political debate mm-hmm. to always keep us on check. And that's why it's so disappointing that that Tulsi, it looks like she'll she'll eventually have to drop because once they give you the signal that you're not in the debate, yeah. you know you're you're pretty much toast. But but we need more more voices like that. And that's again that's why I wanted to do this deal with the Blaze because you know we haven't even discussed big tech, but there's so many forces right. uh, circling the wagons around us. And I knew that that partnering with you and the Blaze and what you guys have built and have still my ability to remain independent, as yep. I said on the live stream, you're you're not. Uh, my boss, I might be your boss. We're still looking into that one. Um, <laughs> it but, was a rather uh, fast that, contract. That, that was why I shook your hand so quick. Yeah, right. It, I did there. It was, pretty, right. it was pretty clever. Dave, hang on just a second. I, hang on. I have, to take a, I have to take a break. Hang on just a second. So I want to continue our conversation because Dave said something to me during the uh, podcast that I did on his show that I thought was fascinating that we didn't explore more with Dave Rubin, now part of the Blaze TV lineup. Dave Rubin, sign up now. Um, all right, last few days have been crazy. Walmart has decided to severely cut the types of ammunition that they carry. It, you know, it might be a good thing for small business, you know, gun store owners, but it is dangerous for the country in many, many ways, I believe. The socialist-leaning politics on the left, the scary levels of apathy in some areas on the right, we may be seeing the end of our gun rights slowly winnowed away here. Uh, and... Uh, it's it's uh, the, without the Second Amendment, First Amendment is gone. This is why the U.S. Concealed Carry Association exists. They provide self-defense education, training, and legal protection to over 300,000 responsibly armed Americans just like you and me. Now, this month, just to introduce themselves, they're giving away $1,000 to 19 lucky winners for free. With that money, you could buy a SIG or a Glock or anything else you need to protect yourself and your loved ones. Just text BECK to the number 87222 and claim your free entries. No catch. A confirmation text will be sent, however. The U.S. USCCA believes in helping to protect every responsible American out there. Text back to the number 87222. Find out more. Claim your entries. That's B-E-C-K to the number 87222. More information, rules, and everything else you need, you can find at protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates do apply. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. The Rubin Report aims to create civil discourse with people we agree and disagree with. Uh, Dave Rubin has changed a lot from factory settings. And and Dave, I, I want to talk to you about one thing you said to me. You were talking about going on the road with Jordan Peterson and how much he changed you. You're known as an atheist, uh, but you've never been a you've never been an atheist that, you know, I hate Christians. You just don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said that that is changing somewhat for you. And I didn't gather that it was, uh, I found God. It's like you found the importance of God in society. Did I read that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, basically, you know, the one thing I would say just quickly on the, on the bio part of it, I, I grew up in a mostly, uh, secular Jewish household and, you know, we celebrated all the holidays. We actually did, uh, Friday night Shabbat dinner, that sort of thing. And it was really based in, in tradition. And I'm very proud of the 
unfortunately and often painful history of my people. I have a huge identification with that. Um, but but I never found a, a major need for religion itself, per se. Mm-hmm. I, I can sort of separate the tradition and the religion. And, you know, there, it's a little bit different, I think, for Jews, because there's a there's a cultural attachment that almost has sure. nothing to do with religion. But yes. that's a whole other a whole other conversation. Um, I, I a couple of years ago, I had had a series of shows where I had a, a bunch of fairly well-known atheists on. And in one of the shows, I said something about being an atheist, and it just sort of came out of my mouth, and it wasn't something that I had put too much thought into. And then suddenly the, the atheist community kind of really latched onto that. And over the last couple of years, I've kind of walked that back because I do believe that there is something outside of myself. And I think the year that I spent with Jordan on the road where, you know, he does these biblical lectures, and, and you know, I, I would say the way I, I can frame a conversation about God actually would be the way that the founders tried to, which is that they were writing the laws that would free us from religion and, and not force us to be in any religion. But they talked about God-given rights, meaning that the government did not give us these rights. Something outside of ourselves made us free. So I, I think part of what's happening right now with the left is they've gone so deep on secularism. They've gone so deep on, oh, we can fix this. Oh, man can bring us to utopia, which of course history repeats itself endlessly. It only will bring us to dystopia. I think that if you put too much faith in man, well, then you see what what the progressives will always bring on you because the progressives of today will be hated by the progressives of progressives of tomorrow. So you need something outside of yourself. And I would say uh, usually that comes within a religious context. Dave, you are... uh... You're always fascinating. I'd love to talk to you again. We we have so much to talk about with uh, uh, with with Google and uh, Amazon and Facebook and YouTube. Um, uh, I know. Did you hear the latest on on what the administration is is? We haven't heard from Trump on this yet, but the administration is floating uh, an idea that Apple through their watch, Amazon and Google through Home and Echo are are. Uh, could be our red flaggers. They could be listening and monitoring so we know who can buy a gun and who can't. It's crazy stuff. And I'd love to have you back and talk about that, Dave. We're in a Philip K. Dick novel, my friend. We've got a lot of work to do. We do. Thank you so much, Dave. God bless. Dave Rubin from the Rubin Report, now on Blaze TV. All right, can I tell you about X chair? I I absolutely love my X chair. Um, sitting in this X chair now, it is the most comfortable chair I've ever sat in for broadcast. I've I've done this for forty years, and I sit in a chair like this. And I've bought some crazy expensive chairs in the past because I have a bad back, and none of them, none of them do what they promise. The X chair is a phenomenal chair. They have a a patented dynamic variable lumbar support. And so it makes your, your workday really, really comfortable, whether you're at a home, at, at home office, or, you know, just at a, a desk, uh, or you're in a cubicle, or you're in a fancy corner office in some building, X-Chair will give you the relief that you need for your back. And you sit up straight, and it's just, it, it has 10 different ways that you can uh, augment it and change it so it fits you. X-Chair, xchairbeck.com. Go there now, xchairbeck.com. $100 off the X-Chair, plus you'll get a free set of X-Wheels with your chair if you use the promo code BECK. That's xchairbeck.com, promo code BECK.
As we were just saying, Dave Rubin joining the Blaze TV team. Go to blazetv.com, promo code Glenn. Get 10 bucks off now. blazetv.com, promo code Glenn. You didn't like it one. No, I thought it sucked. I know. Oh, I liked it. You're not allowed to say that sort of thing? No. That's like uh, that's against the rules, <laughs> it right? Is, you can't, right? You can't talk to like ban that. You. That's like if you what, what, you, like you got to be silenced. You have to be deep person. <laughs> what if somebody hears that and destroys the movie? <laughs> uh, by the way, the latest Jordan Peele movie sucked too. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, them us? Uh, oh what was gosh, it called? Racist. That sucked too. You know what? That's that. Oh, that's wow. Get Out was great. <clears throat> this one sucked. Hmm. Uh, I hate to say it, and apparently it too seems to have. Uh, it, not it's getting bad reviews. Oh no, really? Yeah. Were you going this week? I don't know. I, I love didn't it. realize you were in, a fan of it. Of it. Ugh. Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite books. <clears throat> really? Oh, I love it. I love it. Rafe read it when he was like ten. <laughs> he, re- he read, read it? it when he was ten. And did he not sleep for the next six months? No, he didn't bother. <laughs> it didn't bother him. No, he was oh. just as pissed off about the spider as I was. <laughs> yeah, the spider. Yeah, was it was stupid. ridiculous. Rotten Tomatoes saying sixty-seven percent for for it. There's nothing. I mean, wow. for a horror but, movie, I mean, it's much lower than the first one. But that's what was the first one? Eighty four percent. Yeah, I thought the first one was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't, but mm. this one isn't either. I guess. Yeah, it wasn't. But uh, <laughs> <it looks like. laughs> so we have uh, we have Burger King's new uh, Whoppers coming, right? Oh, the Impossible Whopper. Yeah, yes. The Whopper. Uh, that is the that's the the rumor. Have you heard? Are they any good? I have. Uh, um, Aren't y- they from the same company? Wouldn't it be about the same? Well, somebody yeah. said that they're making them in the microwave. Is well, it a lesser cut of plant? Yeah, Dottie <laughs> <laughs> <Hop laughs> is using. <laughs> it's actually a custom <laughs> thing, though, made for Burger King because huh. they have a certain like size yeah. that to fit the the Whopper buns and like the, the the look. I think it has like the grill marks on it and such. Yeah, um, I heard that. Yeah, uh, so, so I uh, I. I think it does taste the same. You can get it made in the microwave. There's a there was an issue with uh, some, uh, you know, because it's like a Burger King grill, right? And so, they're like, so they're Burger King's grill. like, look, we're not cleaning it. Uh, right. We're throwing it right in there, just like every other burger. Oh. So a lot of uh, oh wow. So like real vegans who don't want any kind of yeah, meat you'd like to like avoid stew. it. Do right if um, meat touches anything on his plate, he won't eat anything on the plate. Right? I mean, it's a, I guess it's it not depend good. on the breakup there of that, right? I mean, it, mm. I wouldn't eat the thing that touched the meat. But if it's on the other side, if it's on the, well, there's, where a there's certain, no juice or... Right, like if there's a demilitarized zone of mashed potatoes, <laughs> I'll eat the other side of the mashed potatoes. <laughs> okay. Do you have the little uh, cafeteria plates with the little sections in No, them? I don't. I don't put meat on, on okay, the plate because I don't eat it. My, so. uh, my daughter uh, was to the point to where I was going to get those for her. For her wedding gift, and she luckily got over that. She couldn't touch food if it touched each other. She couldn't eat it. Oh right, yeah, she oh, was yeah. like, "That was weird." Yeah, that's and, a, that, uh, that happens to kids a lot, though. Yeah, um, usually not when they're adults. But it wasn't a meat thing, right? No, uh-uh. yeah, no. Okay. Now it is. Now, oh, now it she is. is she vegetarian? Uh, yeah. Is this some she's going viral disease going that's going around? I don't know what's happening here. Tanya's talking about it too, and I'm like, is "You she? are gonna." I'm tying her down tonight, and I'm just. Force and meat. I just you're having uh-huh. some chicken. Here's some fish. Here's some beef. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jackie, you're gonna been like it for about three months now. She just won't. She said at first, "Oh, I'll have meat sometimes." No, she has meat never. Now it's like, no, thank you. Uh, we family get-togethers. She won't touch it. I don't know why. I can't. I don't. Why is it that I can't just have all meat? 
Okay. Everybody. Are you? No, my wife. My wife is like, Pam. you can't just have all beef all the time. Why? Why? You don't have any. Okay? I'm making you up have for all, your portion. You are having all vegetables. I want all beef. Um, I don't you, want chicken. I don't want fish. I want beef. You can have that, right? That's Atkins, essentially. Yeah, right? no, but no. My you're saying wife. You're, what, you're, oh, you're saying not that it's a dietary issue. It's a, it's a I can't stand up to my wife issue. That's the issue. Oh, is. my. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm just, wow. Is that, did, did you I hear that? Wow, yeah. Well, because Pat's wife is a vegan, uh, and he seems to be having uh, no trouble having getting meat. plenty of meat. So, so I don't know yeah. what your <laughs> issue is exactly. It's just, uh, I just, I just don't want conflict in yeah, my life. I just it. hate conflict. Oh, I noticed that so on much. Twitter when you're trading tweets with Elon Omar on Twitter. I'm sure <laughs> I wasn't trading tweets with her. Well, she's tweeting about you. Yeah, she's tweeting about oh, me. she did. I, yes, I didn't oh, see yeah. that. Oh yeah, she said she. She said Glenn was an idiot. Oh. Yeah, I'm um, an idiot because of what I've been exposing. I'm just this is dangerous stuff. That's you know. That, what have you, you exposed that she didn't? All the lies about with. about her with you know okay. campaign finance. That's right. The, you you know, did a whole like, special. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, because yeah. I, I just want to. Can I walk people through this quickly? Yeah, yeah. So um, Glenn has a, a clip of his show posted in which he says basically like Ilan Omar. He, I I can't remember the exact context, and of course I think it was posted initially by Media Matters, so they never include any context. So I don't yeah. even remember what you were talking about. But you said something about Ilan Omar. Yeah. Uh, and the destruction of America. Like, she's looking for the destruction of America or something mm-hmm. like that. Now, I don't know if you were talking about... I don't know what you... I, I couldn't <clears throat> grasp it from the context mm-hmm. exactly what you meant. Uh, but that was shared around uh, the media. And Ilan Omar saw that. And she responded to you saying, As public officials, we can't really sue. And just have to live with all the vile, untrue things people say about us. Now, you wouldn't be familiar with that concept at all. No, not at right? all. That's ter- no, totally not at all. Um, but she, Ilan Omar goes on to say, but we can make sure that people understand what love for America really looks like. And that oh, this idiot doesn't geez. have an inch of the love that I have for our oh. country. Because oh, she's so gosh. super patriotic. I just want to say, I right. think it's an ounce, not an inch. Okay, yeah, all right. It would I be. just want to <laughs> throw that one in there. At least she didn't go centimeter. On right. That. I mean, <laughs> right. you didn't go metric, and yeah. that makes you feel good. Yeah. So uh, a little bit crazy. Go ahead and bring these in. These are the uh, the Whoppers. Mm. Mm, smells good. Food. Uh, yeah, just what we need. Food. This is patriotism right here. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna try the the, the fake Look at this. meat and the. Real meat. Oh man! And see if we can tell the difference between the Whoppers. Oh, no. Boy, they haven't really upgraded the look of the Whopper, have they? No. No, it's supposed to look and you know basically be the same type of thing. Okay, one is different color. One is more gray. One is more brown. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, are there? Okay, all right. I so. think the gray one is probably more meat because they're not trying to make it look like meat. So we're trying A first, uh, I'm presumably. To. Mm. Mm-hmm. Doing an impossible like burger, an impossible Whopper taste test. By the way, if you're just only joining us, and I would say that that's true. Except the other thing is, I'm just eating one because I don't eat the the meat one. So I'm just eating an impossible burger, which is really not part of the taste test. I'm just eating on the air. So uh, does that taste as good as the other one we had? This tastes just as good or so ago. Uh, as um. Uh, <laughs> As, uh, a, as the thing that I had last time I tried it. <laughs> um, which is, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Glenn and Pat now both trying the Impossible Whopper and the regular Whopper. There's two I'm of them. Cleansing my palate first. Mm-hmm. And now? 
Dabbing into the other one. I think the real Whopper mm-hmm. is A. Me too. The fake Whopper is B. Yep. And it's still good. I mean, it's not great, but it's not. It's still good. The Whopper isn't great either, right? Like the Whopper yeah, is yeah, just, yeah, a, that's, that's, that's just a good a, point. It's a fast food yeah, burger. it's like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. You could serve it to me, and I wouldn't necessarily know. Uh, you know, on this one, it tastes a little bit planty. <laughs> uh, well, this one it, it's pretty close, but it's not quite there. Right. I don't even know if that's the right one, though. So, yeah, well, but I will I say this time you are correct. Okay. Um, so last time you tried these with a more upscale burger place, yeah. could not tell the difference. Actually, thought you went the reverse, right? This is definitely a lesser cut of plant. Is that lesser cut of plant? Yeah, uh, yeah this, this time or something. It's not the same. I don't know. No, it's not the same. It's well, they're bad. charging a lot less for it too. I think it's the same price as a Whopper. Right. Isn't that right? And then, but at like Hop Dotty, it's it's uh, a few dollars more than a regular burger. It's not bad. I mean, if our kids can forget what America was like before nine eleven, they'll forget what meat tastes like if you just start serving them that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For I think sure. that's it's definitely in the mm-hmm. in the especially when you uh, you guys are eating around the edges where it's you know mostly meat. You get to the middle where it's like cheese. You know, uh, ketchup, mayonnaise, yeah. like all the stuff that they put on a Whopper. I mean, I don't think, you know, there's not, there's not It'll much. It'll be very there. similar then. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I have this from a, a Swedish behavioral scientist. Um, this is, you know, because of the meat thing, we got to give up meat um, and we got to give up our cars and we have to give up our homes and we have to give up our air conditioning and we have to give up basically everything that you like that makes uh, living as a human being on Earth tolerable. Uh, we have to give that all up because of global warming. Oh, and we also have to kill, uh, I think, brown children all around the world uh, mm-hmm. before they're born. Mm-hmm. That is that is a, an interesting part of the climate change hysteria. Which and is, the American taxpayers must pay for that. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this, is, this is Margaret Sanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, implicit. In what they're promising is keeping Africa in the third world, right? Right. Like their version of whatever it is. It's stopping their progress where it is now. It's because crazy. if they develop, then the climate is in danger. So we have to keep them where they are now. I mean, not only is that a racist and hateful message, it's an you know, it's an awful, it's an it's all it's a borderline evil message. You're trying mm. to keep people out of the the trappings that we have for the climate crisis and control over how much. And, yeah. you know, in for example, in Bernie Sanders' plan, it's $200 billion for this Green New Deal of his. $200 billion. That's not the cost of the plan. That's the cost of the plan that he wants to take from taxpayers and just give to other countries. Okay. Just Wait, give hang, it to them. Okay, hang on just Good a second. Golly. We have another way, okay? Instead of uh, all this fancy meat, there is appearing on a Swedish television talk show uh, about, um, uh, you know, based on the uh, food of the future— a Swedish behavioral scientist, Magnus Sunderland, um, says that he is going to be holding seminars on the necessity of consuming a different kind of meat in order to stop yeah. climate change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told uh, the host of the show one of the biggest obstacles of the, prog- uh, of the proposal would be the uh, taboo nature of the fact that we would be defiling the deceased and eating corpses. Human corpses. Yeah. Yeah, it's just cannibalism he's talking about here. 
He said, people are slightly conservative when it comes to eating things they are not accustomed to, such as human cadavers. Oh, my gosh. Now, I would say that Mm. I'm a little more than slightly conservative when it comes to (laughs) eating human cadavers. pretty adamant about it. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that uh, I... I don't know what I would have done if I were trapped in the snow with the Donner Party, but none of them were like, well, I'm mm. kind of conservative on eating <laughs> my fellow traveler. Uh, but you know what? Afterwards, they tasted pretty good, mm-hmm. and I think we should go that way. None I- of them went that way. <laughs> none of them. Well, we don't know that. We weren't, we weren't there. Well, they did eat they did eat the others, but they didn't go back then and start, you know, thinking, Hey guys, I want to sell you on a new restaurant idea. <laughs> People burgers. It didn't happen. All right. All right. Thanks, Pat. Take this. You gotta take that? You can take that. You take this too. You're gonna leave the fake burger. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. All right, listen up. I've got a great deal from Tecovis uh, that I'm going to tell you about here in a second. It's uh, it's available only to you free because you're listening right now. I'll give you the details of this free gift purchase coming up in a second. But I want to tell you about Tecovis cowboy boots. These are Western boots. Uh, and the word that really you have to use with Tecovis is value. The value of these um, boots is so much greater uh, what you get than what you give to get them. A pair of Tecovis boots, really, it, it takes 200 steps. It really shows off the way things used to be, you know, where people really took the time to do it right, where they, they had attention to detail, and they're not just trying to gouge you. It's quality, it's style, it's craftsmanship at about half the price of traditional retail. Now, when you make a purchase of $150 or more and you enter Beck at the checkout, you're going to get a free hand-stitched calfskin card case in, in bourbon color. It's a beautiful, beautiful card case. It's about a $50 value. I carry cards and cash in one every day, and it is a great card, cash, uh, or a card carrier. Tacovis does not discount their products ever. They sell them directly at amazing prices already. But this case is free. I think this is the first time they've ever done something like this. This is a free card case with a $150 purchase just for listeners of this program. Visit T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck to Covis dot com. Find your pair. And remember, enter the promo code Beck at checkout and get the free gift of this $50 card carrier. Uh, it's calfskin card case. You're going to love it. To Covis dot com slash Beck. Promo code Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, high tech is finally here to help us have uh, very smart, intellectual, almost Mozart children. Uh, and India is getting into this now. And, you know, it's it's a little frightening. Do you think it's frightening the gene splicing stuff and, you know, picking, you know, we, I mean, if if you can gene splice and have your kid be super, super smart. Uh, there's definitely some creepy areas here you can get into. Yeah, there's creepy areas. Some of it can be really positive, like disease elimination sure, and sure, sure. things. But it, some of it gets a little creepy. Okay. So, well, this is, this is India's plan. Now, this is according to their National Commission for Cows. Hmm? It's not made of cows. It's a commission in favor of cows. So making sure yeah, there's a commission for cows. For cows, not of cows. Well, 
I'm not sure on that, so okay. I, I'm going to get back to you on it. Okay. But it's their National Commission for Cows, and they're working with India's Ministry of Ayush, um, and and they are now making a drug mm-hmm. that can help your child be super super smart if women take it during pregnancy, and it is a drug that uses cow urine and cow feces, and you you take this. Uh, with the promise, now this, this, the, I'm quoting, that uh, women may be able to produce smart, highly intellectual, and healthy children if they take this bovine-based drug regularly. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I think the, the word that sticks out to me, not feces or urine, it's the word may. <laughs> women may be able to produce. Well, maybe. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. Um, more certainty you know it's not like i you know it's it's not like they're just looking on how can we use all the urine and the cow patties around here to make a buck and get it off our streets i know put it in a capsule (laughs) it may produce smart kids you're listening to glenn beck